Welcome to the Mosh Pit, your home for unsigned punk, rock, and metal artists, where your music goes to be heard. And we're back with the Mosh Pit. James is playing on his phone. James is making sure his phone don't go off during the show. Oh, <laughs> and that's important too. That's so, a good idea. We've got no lightsabers. Mute mine too. While you're over there, because I sure as hell did not mute mine. <laughs> it will be all right. That voice that you're hearing is Miss Haley Fletcher. Howdy, howdy. Hi. It's it's early still. I don't, uh, I, right. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> we played in Buckhead last night till, God, 1.30. Oh. We're home at like 3. Oh, I hate Buckhead, so it at was the, a lot. Were you at the theater or just? Uh, the Red Door Tavern. Oh, okay. Yeah. Somebody rented out the bar for some 40th birthday or something. So. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I forgot how much I hate Buckhead. Like, yeah. It's just all people my age, and we suck. And they're just everywhere, <laughs> all over. <laughs> they're like ants. They're, ugh. So, brain's still processing this morning, but that's okay. That's fine. That is fine. We're just, you know, in here doing some stuff with the mod pit. What kind of music do you guys play? everything <laughs> whatever they pay us to play um <laughs> but mainly the stuff that we release is country singer songwriter but again we write for everything we just wrote for a big christian artist on tuesday we've had to write rap awesome. pop country awesome whatever we can get cut that's uh that's what yeah. i aim to write <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that go where the money is it mm-hmm. yeah Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, when we're playing just shows out, it ranges from Frank Sinatra to CeeLo Green and Kanye West and hmm. Merle Haggard, and it's it's a crapshoot. Yeah, it's a killer lineup right there. That's <laughs> very eclectic. It's That's really interesting. <laughs> that's awesome. So you guys also have a podcast, right? Technically, yes. <laughs> yeah, we took a... We took a hiatus. We were so busy traveling for music this month, and I do personal styling and branding stuff on the side. So I was all over the country doing that this summer. We were playing all over the place music-wise this summer. So instead of having it be sad and not what we wanted it to be, we just uh, <laughs> we took a hiatus. So hopefully within this next, hopefully by the end of October, beginning of November, cool. we'll get some episodes pre-recorded because then holidays kick up and it's crazy too so yeah maybe we'll start pre-recording this week or something and try and get them back up because i miss doing it so i was so excited when you texted me <laughs> i just we haven't had time to do it yeah no i know the feeling there i think me and james both know we try to get together once a month and record just so we have some in the queue and <laughs> even that's a <sighs> life is busy it's something do y'all record do y'all y'all don't do live right um we don't, we haven't done live. We were going to start doing it, and then we started doing video. Okay. So we got a new camera, was super excited, didn't realize it doesn't go over 12 minutes because it's a DSLR, so it's not made for video. Okay. So it's really good quality. For sure. But we've had to stop. <laughs> so we were going to start just doing live. I just would have to have gotten a program to be able to do our intro and mm. everything. Okay. But I don't know. Do you guys do it live? We don't know. No, like we how? Hmm? We edit. Yeah. See, we didn't edit too much of ours, but I don't understand how people are able to do that. 
Like, what platform do they use to have it just go live? What do you mean? Like, like if you're just recording it live as it's going out, like what program oh. or hosting website would you use besides Twitch or YouTube live um, if it's video and audio? Hmm, that's a good question. Stitcher? Stitcher? Lesbian? Liz, Lisbon? Lisbon? What'd you call Definitely me? YouTube. What'd you call me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's there's a hosting site that everybody keeps asking me if I use, like Lisbon? Liz? Huh. I don't, I don't when you know. guys are out touring, do y'all have a RV or a bus or y'all just drive truck truck? Yeah. Old school way, hardcore way. It's it's something. I just we're looking at actually getting a a pull behind camper. We're right. we just re-upped our lease for another six months, but couldn't find a house to buy, and I was getting real pissy with renting and how expensive it was. We're over in like Dallas, almost Cartersville. It was ridiculous. I, was I like, live in Dallas. Where are you at in Dallas? Uh, Seven Hills area. Yep. Yep. I live in Oak Glen. Okay. I was like, is that a creepy thing to ask on this podcast? Shout Where out. do you live? Shout out to Oak Glen, baby. <laughs> <laughs> We're over off of 61 towards the Cartersville airport, but yeah, rent's yeah. so stupid expensive. Where We're like, oh, I'm, we're just going to get a pull behind camper. So we had two, did the credit checks. Like we were ready to roll. And then we were like, my truck might be just old enough. We're maybe sinking, you know. $17,000 in a camper, even though it's a tax write-off, may not be the yeah. best choice right now. Yeah. That <laughs> sounds like a blast, though, what y'all do, just being able to, yeah. to go around and we love be it. out there on the road would be awesome. We love it. We've been staying a little bit more local-ish now, but, I mean, anywhere in Georgia, Alabama, we've been doing a lot in Jacksonville and Amelia Island. Um, nice. Lake Lanier, which I count as being out of state because it's so far for us anyway yeah. like oh yeah takes us about two hours because traffic as long as you're having fun that's I, what matters you know it's weird hearing people say oh it's like two hours away i'm like yes it's a normal drive for me at this God, point you're always driving though man i know i would uh, go insane i don't mind the being two <laughs> hours but it's like an hour and 45 minutes plus traffic where yeah. there's days where it's taking me three hours to get to lake lanier oh yeah where you're yeah. like Mm. I despise driving through Atlanta. If I can go in any other direction, <laughs> any other direction. That was me last night. The minute we got in the perimeter, I just was cranky. And he's like, what is wrong with you? I was like, I'm in the perimeter. I hate this city. It's a bullshit city. So do y'all have any advice for young Dylan here on starting his career? Ooh. Oh, God. Buckle up. <laughs> what you got? I know. What, if, what does your career want to look like? Tell yourself. Tell me about your feelings and your hopes and your dreams. <laughs> well, it starts like this. No, I'm <laughs> um, I'm, I've mostly been a metal musician all my life, but uh, I pretty much just do anything and everything, really. I'm kind of a one-man band right now. There you go. Um, I don't really have any music uh, equipment to play live right now. I kind of just record my own stuff at home for the moment. Um, so I'm just kind of doing what I can to like get an EP recorded and put out and start marketing for it and then try to, to get some people pulled together. Oh, hell yeah. So I've got some, I think, already. All right, so... Well, got... why don't you put your mouth close to this <laughs> lovely sound device, sir? So we've got things like Twitch and that kind of stuff. There's streamers out there. They're uh, looking for music to... Royalty-free. Royalty-free, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really good area you can pitch to movie soundtracks television shows video games mm-hmm. 
YouTube creators. Exactly. Pitch some music that you have since you're not playing out. Um, you've already got it recorded. Pitch it to those people, and then they pay you for the rights to use your material. So, so you would just go on Twitch and just like find people and be like, "Hey, are you looking for music?" Or you can you could do it that mm -hmm. way. Um, you can look up and see what kind of YouTubers might be in the vein of the type of music you're producing. Mm -hmm. I didn't because I didn't know if there was like like a host website where you can like post your music and then people can buy there it. Is. There is Taxi, mm -hmm. and then. Oh, hell, what's the other one? Or is it just Taxi? I'm not sure. Those are paid subscriptions. I'd, I've never heard anybody that's gotten anything out of those, and it's like 300 bucks a year. Yeah. It's obscene. It's, taxi's a weird thing. I think I entered a contest on Taxi, and it went through, uh, like, the world's... I don't know. It, it, it landed in the top 40 songs written that year for that competition top 40 for the world oh wow which is a cool thing to be able to say which yeah. landed me like the certificate that says best new musicians for that year for gibson guitar cool. which sounds good and looks good but nothing came nothing. out of it nothing came out of it <laughs> nothing when, <laughs> when you're trying to book shows it looks really good yeah and gibson guitar put that stamp on you yeah nothing so, monetarily though nothing well in the sense that that's helped me Book. book shows in the open opportunities yeah the yeah open, yeah so it was an epk pad so yeah. um, that's cool in some ways you got to do what works for you mm -hmm. like taxi doesn't work for everybody yeah some people it works really well for right so i mean if you got the 300 bucks to spend towards your career try it for a year i mean mm -hmm. you'll, when you'll get the knowledge you can't beat the knowledge yeah i mean 300 bucks that's the price of a college course yeah so, what what college course are you getting for 300 bucks Right. Technical school. <laughs> <laughs> Refrigerator school. <laughs> We've been watching a lot of friends. I don't know. Are you signed up with ASCAP or BMI? Um, the only service I use right now is DistroKid. And that's What's it called? DistroKid. That's just a distribution service. Like, Because huh. I've got a, like a little EP out, but it's nothing like major or anything right now. So with, of course... That's your distributor, so they're the ones that are putting it on iTunes, yeah. Pandora, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So ASCAP and BMI are considered PROs, which are performing rights organizations. So mm -hmm. any song that we write, if we play it at, hell, if you guys had an event here, whatever the fire like capacity of the building is, we get paid, whether people are there or not, per person in there. So any bar that has live music, they're having to pay these companies to get the rights. Yep. For it, so as long as you're turning in your performances, whether that's playing on the street in downtown, like Woodstock, which we they hire us to do a lot of that type of stuff, you get paid for the capacity of the entirety of downtown Woodstock for doing something that you would have been doing anyway. So they're gonna also pay you for, in addition to like Spotify and all that kind of thing, like Spotify will pay you, ASCAP or BMI will also pay you. So it's easy money. Woodstock's got a nice little local live scene going on. Yeah. I, uh, do y'all know David Suddeth? Yes. Up there? I used to work with him at Guitars and More a couple years ago, and he's, oh, cool. he's one of like the main guys that runs like the open mics up there. Yeah, he's, he's got his hand in everything now, it seems like. Goodness. Yeah, Every time I turn around, he's doing something. He's like the new uh, Josh Jeffords. Oh, nice. you remember Josh Jeffords? Uh -huh. I haven't seen him in... Is he still... 
Is he still alive? Is he still oh. doing things? Not sure. Like, I haven't seen him in probably five years. Hmm. I'm not sure. I, knew, I mean, I knew who he was, and I didn't really follow him that much, hmm. but, yeah. Interesting. I'm trying to think. What else starting off? <laughs> right out of the gate. Right out of the gate? Um, Take every opportunity it's handed to you. Social media. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, I mean, I could just, like, kind of show you my current, like, business plan and oh, he- if that will work. Oh, help. Yeah. Why didn't we start? Yes, <laughs> yeah. do that. Because <laughs> I've got it kind of written down. Oh, he's smart. Um, yeah. I was just like, I'm going to play music at open mics now. And they're like, <laughs> congratulations, now you can run one. And I was like, okay. Well, it's... Whiskey Kate, love me broken. Haven, Miss Emma.
pay attention to a lot of people who run like billion dollar companies and, and the their content like Gary Vee. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm in the middle of his book, crushing it right now. Hey, I love yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He's and, the uh, best. And I, I mean, I also like I've, I mean, ever since I got into music, I've always watched like interviews with like my favorite artists and stuff, and I've always tried to like listen for like the music business sides of things. Mm-hmm. But uh, right now, this is basically I called it my coming up plan. <laughs> I like it. Um, it's write four to five songs, write album versions, then write acoustic versions, plan out an image or a brand, record songs in studio, have hard copies made, get professional photos done, then get the social media pages running, book small gigs, book bigger gigs after a few small ones, make content videos a couple times per month for the YouTube channel, produce merch to sell, have a music video filmed, and then keep playing shows and network with other bands and artists of all genres. Sums it up nicely. (laughs) I don't... That's just what I got for right now. <laughs> no, that's just about, I've, we've got a big, it always sounds like when you say it. It's a giant ass post-it note. I don't know where we got them, but I'm not kidding you. The things are probably three foot, three foot wide by three foot, three foot t- like they're massive. Nice. It, they're expensive, but they're the best. But that's what we have it broken down into, like yeah. what we want to do in one month, you know, three months, six months, a year yeah. kind of a thing. But that's what a lot well, of it. That's actually one thing I've heard a lot of successful people say is like if you set like deadlines for yourself or if you give your, if you like write down your goals, mm-hmm. you're like, I think it's like 10 times more likely to achieve mm-hmm. them or something Yeah, like that. I still don't understand why, but. So how long have you had your business plan? Uh, I literally just wrote it Friday. Friday. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The issue that we can run into, especially when we get busy, mm-hmm. which we play solo acoustic, whatever. So for, of course, if there's any venues that are listening to this, you've got, you there's certain shows that are just to make money yeah. because that's what we do full time. And then there's ones that we really enjoy doing. Mm. So for us, it's easy to get stagnant and not work the business plan yeah. when you're so busy with the bullshit shows mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Like they're just whatever. So that's something that we've got to work on again. But that's, as long as you're working that, Oh, you said, <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. One thing I've heard from a lot of a lot of people I know who play in like cover bands or, or do like bar gigs a lot, they talk about how they kind of end up getting sucked into that so much that it's hard for them to even work on their own stuff it's, most of the time. It's sure. easy. Yeah. It's easy to do, but you also get paid really well. Yeah, and true. if I wanted to make what I was making at, you know, I don't know, fucking Target or something, like I could work two days a week and make the same. So yeah, what it yeah. targets. So well, that's one thing I've I've been looking at. Like I'm, I'm wanting to find some people who are who want to do some stuff like that because like that's where I want to get to. I want to be able to get to where I can actually say I'm being paid to to play music. You know, oh what heck saying? yeah. Which that's every musician's dream. But <laughs> it's it's something you had you had a look on your. I thought it was um, so you've got your plan, and there's a lot of things that'll even success like. Mm-hmm. What we're talking about, you're, we're actually going out and playing the music and getting paid to do gigs and yeah. all that kinds of stuff. But you do get caught up in the just day-to-day of it, and you stop working your plan because you're making money. Yeah. So. And the venue owners will text you, hey, send me your open dates for the next six months. And you're like, okay. Yeah, so it's really easy to, to just sit there. And something that I would encourage any young starting out person in music would be accountability partners. Mm-hmm. Someone mm-hmm. to like yeah. check up on you. Like you give them the list of all right. I want this done by I want Tuesday. This done. You make sure 
that I do this. I yeah. mean, not like in a parenting sense. Yeah, yeah, no. I like if you got somebody calling up, yeah. going, "Hey, dude, did you do it? Did you do it? Did yeah. you do it? You know, <laughs> hey, did you do it? I mean, I don't know if this is like a good comparison because they're kind of two different things, but kind of like, hey, hey you got your buddy yes. system yeah. over. Yeah. It's your sponsor. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. your yeah. sponsor. Yeah. Let's get go. real. Most musicians probably need one anyway. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I've, I've never had to go to A or nothing. I'm just, you know. That's what the Mosh Pit's for. We are your AA <laughs> sponsor. Oh, my God. I won't say who it was that we were talking to, but our last trip up in Nashville, we were meeting with the people that are going to hopefully be doing my album, and he was talking about, yeah, you know, pretty much everyone in our band was, <laughs> it's not funny. Two of them ended up ODing, and we all have been to rehab over three times. And I was like, good Lord. Like, all right. Like, is that on their resume? It's probably. <laughs> it probably is. I'm but, sure it'll be on their behind the music. And, and he goes. Do they still do that? I think so. I don't know. But he goes, yeah, the last time in rehab, I didn't really need. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? He goes, if you want to meet some really big hitters in the music industry. You go to rehab in Nashville. And he goes, nice. worked out great, met a lot of great people. And I was like, oh, my God. Huh. He went so. to rehab for the third time just to network. Hey, James. That's <laughs> do you think we can do the portable podcast up in the rehab center in Nashville? No, thanks. I don't know how anybody could afford it. So naturally, after that, I was like, well, let me just look. Like, yeah. I like to drink, so maybe. Oh, my God, that thing was thousands and thousands of dollars a month that I was like hmm. nope no thank you I'll just buy a meeting that'll be cheaper <laughs> I just pay somebody 20 bucks a week to kick my ass if I relapse <laughs> <laughs> my drug addiction was cheaper than this I don't understand it oh my god that's awesome but as long as you're working that plan like yeah. is there anything that you guys can think of that you wish somebody would have told you Starting out of the gate, um, I wish somebody would have told me not to play for free, unless it adds to your EPK. Yeah. Like, there's so many shows I played, unless it's like a charity event that we still we still do those. But that's uh, in, in the metal community, especially around Atlanta. From what I've seen, like the bands never get paid, almost never. Local. I would yeah. say it looks like metal is one really hard genre. It is to make money. Yeah. But if you. That's if you, definitely the truth. But mm -hmm. if you treat it from friends I knew that did like punk rock and metal, that kind of a thing up in Minneapolis, mm -hmm. their way to make money was renting out the venue. Yeah. And a lot of them in Atlanta, I don't know what it is now, but the masquerade, it used to be, if you rented out hell, it was like 500 bucks. And then you had control over the entire room. Yeah. That's included your sound nothing. guy. That's what I'm saying. So if you were able to hit it hard enough and do like an EP release kind of a thing and yeah. do, I mean, you'd be iffy with split bill and it sounds shady, but if you were able to get other bands that wouldn't, mm -hmm. that would play for free. Well, that's, that's kind of my plan is to, to kind of, you know, get all the yeah. social media stuff going, get everything recorded, get an album put out to where I can kind of use that and use like the music video and things to kind of pull other artists in. Cause like I was watching, you ever heard of Motionless and White at all? Does that ring a bell? Name, yes. I mean, they're they're like in the like horror, metal, scary okay. type. They're like Slipknot type Got stuff. you. But um, they were talking about how their guitarist, Ricky, he, he didn't even live in the same state as them. And they actually met him. He's one of the longest, I think, standing members of the band. And they met him through 
the social media stuff. Isn't that crazy? So like, and that's what I'm trying to do because I mean I've I've had the hardest time trying to find because me and him was talking about this earlier. I've been in and out of bands for since 2012, 2013, and I mean it's just been so hard to find people who actually are wanted enough to like consistently do it. You know. What was that? Um, we watched something that was on Netflix or Hulu. It's called Hired Gun. Oh my God! If nobody's watched I that, every oh. rock musician watch this because if you're not the person that owns the band, you get you're making less than minimum wage. Yeah, like it's ridiculous. What's his name? Singer I didn't like anyway. Saw how he treated his band. Oh, uh, Bruce Springsteen. F like, that dude. I've heard a lot about that, about Springsteen oh. being an ass. Yeah, like, like, I never liked his music, and I've always heard he was a kind of an a-hole, mm-hmm. but watching this, I was mad. I was like, I'd fight him. Like, he treated one guy so bad. The E Street Band? band yeah. He killed himself. Really? Yeah, yes. Bro. I thought those guys were prominent, like, session guys anyway on other people's albums and stuff. I forget. Making money. But it's on Hulu or Netflix. Y'all need to watch it. It's Chris, you've seen it. Gun. I've seen pieces. I hadn't seen it all the way through. So good. Yeah. But it, it has interviews with like like Trent Reznor. Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. Oh yeah. I want to be mm. best friends with Rob Zombie. Rob after Zombie this. seems like such a nice guy, don't he? He's. <laughs> he does. If you ever see that. interviews with him, he's the nicest yeah. guy, man. He's he's polite and <laughs> the way he looks is not the way he acts at all. <laughs> Hear him over there, but I can't see him. Just sit up and hear his ears. It's probably best that you can't see me. <laughs> Coralist, suffocating.
like machines. Run, hide. You don't care.
tour bus and we stopped at Cracker Barrel. Because mm-hmm. it's Nashville. Yeah. So we see these people get off this tour bus. You know, they look kind of country, but a little goth at the same time. So we're trying to figure out who is this artist? And he's walking around perusing. It ended up being Rob Zombie. And it was him with his wife perusing the little shop cracker, cracker barrel oh. store. <laughs> like, Did y'all get not, any like video or pictures? That would be awesome. They're all sitting there like, who the hell is this guy? And going, there's no way. No so, way. So Rob Zombie likes Cracker Barrel. Who doesn't? Not just the yeah, food. Who doesn't, right? The store. That's the, that's the so if we want to meet Rob Zombie, we got to start hanging out in the Cracker Barrel. We just found <laughs> boy out like when we saw Jericho. Hey, man, don't bring that up again. <laughs> Jericho runs right by us. My buddy James over here talking about some, hey, Jericho. And he goes, hey, guys, and runs up the stairs. And I was like, really? You didn't try to tackle him or nothing? Nothing. That was all I could do to cope, man. <laughs> that's... <laughs> We we try to act like you know oh, we ain't gonna be starstruck. They're just people I'm, like we I are. I get starstruck if I if I really dig <laughs> dig the person. Yeah. There hasn't been many that. I'm trying to think. What you got starstruck over? John Mayer. Mm. Ew. He screwed over Jennifer Aniston. Really? That's my lady. Yeah. I hear he's quite the womanizer. I don't know. I hear he's not very nice to women. Doesn't have a lot of respect for them. Yeah. What did he say? What was what was that magazine he was in? He was he did a Playboy interview, and the interview he literally said that he prefers his. Uh, I just his prefer own to company. Yeah, he's just like I just the best sex I've ever had is with myself. Oh my god! And I was like, hmm. John Mayer said that. Yeah, and I was like, that doesn't surprise me. Look at you, like <laughs> he's weird. But I'm trying to think. I don't think there's many that I've met and have lost my mind over. I don't know. I, I haven't met enough famous people for it to I know. not be That was thing. actually about to be my next question. Do you get conditioned when you start meeting all these famous people and it's just like, oh, there's Johnny Cash. Well, one, if you've met Johnny Cash, <laughs> you've done something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I just ran sound for a very long time in Lights at Wild Bills mm-hmm. and open up for these people. So, like... It didn't bother me too bad, and no. some of them I wish I hadn't met. Like I loved Big and Rich. Mm-hmm. I've I loved them. Good guys. Oh, yeah. Have you guys biggest met Star- pieces of oh, shit sorry. I've ever met in my life? Really? Both of them. I knew John Rich was an a hole, but Big Kenny. <laughs> oh wow! See, I didn't know that. Have you guys met Sturgill Simpson? Do you know who Sturgill Simpson Do you, is? I know who he is. I've not met him. Never met him. His new his new album is weird. It's not you know, he's a country he's like an outlaw country guy. He's but, like that but same. he wears tennis shoes. Yeah, he's 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 he's, he's a weird guy. His music's weird. <laughs> White but. tennis shoes from a country artist on stage just no, you can't do it. <laughs> well his new album he's got a Netflix thing where it's anime. His new album is to an anime movie. What? Yeah, it's weird, but it's really good, but it's not country. You know what I mean? So, he went out and did some kind of weird thing. But I like it, but it's just not normally what... But I heard he's a jerk. I heard he's really stuck on himself when you yeah. meet him, but I don't know. I just figured y'all are in the country scene, so you might have run into him or something. There's days Haley calls me an asshole, and she loves me. So yeah, I, I say I that, that to say we all have our bad days. And oh, I'm an ass. I'm an ass. You, maybe you're... Nobody's going to talk about the awesome times as much as they met you. One, they're probably jealous of you anyway. Yep. And then you 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 have an off day, and you're a little shitty to them, and then that's all that everybody wants to talk about. Well, so you gotta I think how many times do people you know if you're famous you you can't even go out to eat without somebody hey man can I get an autograph 
hey man, can I get an autograph? At the same time, you signed up for it. Yeah. I long for the days that someone interrupts me every time I walk into a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> that's my goal. Yeah. <laughs> it's to not be able to eat a Cracker Barrel. Well, I think it's... <laughs> I think it's different for a lot of people, too, because, I mean, Austin Carlisle is one of the nicest dudes yeah. ever, but, you know, I've heard people say that he's a dick, and then I've heard people say that he's, like, the coolest guy ever. I think it's literally, like, kind of like he was talking about, you just got to catch him on the right day. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. You know who, um, I met Ted Nugent, and he seems like a real dick, but the dude is the nicest guy you will ever meet. And really? Yeah, he's so cool, nice, laid-back guy, talk, talk forever. Why the talk hell did like you meet 20. him? Backstage at a show. I mean, my ex-brother-in-law was a, a drum tech for him for a while, so he huh. got us some backstage passes. And we talked to him forever, and he was cool. He never, you know, tried to get away from us or dismiss us or nothing. Yeah. He was a real cool guy, real nice. Some he seems like are. a dick in interviews, but, yeah. you know. I'm, I just seem like a dick always, so yeah. I just I have <laughs> no, a bad just attitude. I don't be the persona he's going for. I imagine when you're constantly meeting people that worship you, you probably, like, you develop a yeah barrier yeah, yeah. <laughs> that too <laughs> and there's some weird people out there you know you never know what a fan's gonna do or come up on you with or yeah I mean you don't want to you don't want to be pantera <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a really thing a really weird thing so I did the whole Nashville star thing and did well at that and enough to where I would get stopped in public occasionally well That's yeah because you finished third you yeah. didn't do well you finished third well so, but Just with that, like, <laughs> I would meet people at shows, and they would come up to sign autographs. So, I'm trying to meet people on a like face-to-face basis, like personal level. Personal level, because you know this is all new to me. I haven't had time to let anything go yeah. to your head. Exactly. And what I've found is when people meet someone that they've watched on television, or I don't know how else to put that, but. Yeah. They tend to put you on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. They will not allow you to put them on your same level. No matter how hard I tried, it was the weirdest thing to be like them and to be exactly on their same mm-hmm. like conversation. They never let it stand right there. And it was the weirdest thing to me, and it still baffles me to this day. And I hope to uh, get back to that point again um, <laughs> and, and, uh, and analyze that more. <laughs> <laughs> I got some experiments I'm ready to make. You know scientific research that I think about sometimes do you think there's a reason that a lot of really famous people don't talk about that side of these experiences like do you think it's like there's a reason behind that or do you think they just don't ever get into it that's a good question there might be like a I've reason. always thought like why don't more artists talk about like like the people who are at like the top of the top, like mm-hmm. why don't them? Ev- why don't they ever uh, why talk don't about them? like wow. fan fan <laughs> interactions kind of a thing? Well, yeah, not just that, but like like if I mean if you've ever noticed, they don't really ever get into the process of how they got to where they are a lot. Like, and I've always wondered, like, is there a reason behind that, or is there's it just pro- nobody's ever asked? There's probably more downs than ups. Yeah, and they don't really want to focus on that because when you're climbing that ladder, it's it's messy. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's... Because my thing is, like, it's kind of the same way as when I became a manager for the first time this year. Like, I know what it's like to be that employee on the bottom. Mm -hmm. So I treated everybody 
the way that they would want to be treated as an employee with respect and dignity yeah. and stuff, you know. And I feel like it should be the same way with music. Like, or for me, like if I ever became a successful artist, I would want people to be able to relate to me and I would want other struggling musicians to be able to be like, oh, well, I can relate to that. So if he can do it, I can do it, you know. Yeah. But I mean, like, I get it. Like, you don't want to focus on the negative all the time. So I, mean, I, I think guess it's either they got in a situation with the label that was able to prop them up. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those deals, like the development deals, don't exist really anymore. Yeah. No. Or well, they made it by themselves and they're not willing to let go. I'm assuming it's like really some really successful business people that are so scared they're going to be taken over. Where they don't share anything. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's that mentality, but at that point, I'm like, you're on the top. Like, yeah, you're but fine. It, but yeah. it only takes one misstep, and you'll be back at the bottom. That's okay. true. Kindred Fire, Valentine. Oh, my sweet red wine, you're gonna be my Toity Toity Opus. 